So tonight it's a pleasure being here once again on a Monday. And um, I would like to say thank you for all those that actually take the time to listen to these segments. And thanks for those that send words of encouragement. So today I would like to speak about the eighth Christ-related foundation of civilization in the gospel, which is the requirements for the redeemed to celebrate their restoration and subsequent relationship with their Lord and Savior by regularly observing the Lord's Supper, by partaking of communion with bread and wine. So brethren, all scriptures will be read from the King James Version Bible, and I'll start. Brethren, the fact that God has two brides, an earthly and an heavenly, is a doctrinal fact that is little known by the majority in Christendom. And because of a lack of knowledge of this doctrinal fact, no little confusion abounds in the church of Jesus Christ today. However, once one comes to the knowledge of the truth, all the associated difficulties will dissipate. Moreover, brethren, impacting positively also upon the stated doctrinal fact is the knowledge that Christ's two brides are enjoined to him by two separate covenants, which are indexed to two distinct priesthoods, the Melchizedek and the Levitical. And because there exists some overlapping in the dispensations of these priesthoods, those who are not skilled in the interpretation of the word of God are, more often than not, incapable of identifying God's dealings under these respective priestly orders. A case in point, brethren, is the confusion that surrounds the old Jewish Passover and the Lord's Supper, better known today as the Communion, which Jesus reintroduced prior to his crucifixion and which is celebrated with bread and wine. However, brethren, if you would but consider the following doctrinal insights carefully, all related confusion will surely be a thing of the past. Brethren, remembering that Jesus also came to fulfill the law in addition to saving humanity, he had to keep the Jewish Passover and this he did, and this is recorded in Matthew chapter 26, verses 17 to 25, Mark chapter 14, verses 12 to 18, Luke chapter 22, verses 7 to 16, and John chapter 13, verses 1 to 17. However, since Jesus also came to fulfill the old and to introduce the new covenant, which is indexed to the order of Melchizedek at the end of his last Passover celebration, as recorded in Matthew chapter 26, verses 17 to 25, Mark chapter 14, verses 12 to 18, Luke chapter 22, verses 7 to 15, John chapter 13, verses 2 to 17, Jesus Christ, the mediator of the new and better covenant, 
reintroduced the Melchizedek ordinance of communion with bread and wine, as was celebrated by Melchizedek and Abram. This doctrinal fact secures scriptural ventilation in Genesis chapter 14, verse 18, Matthew chapter 26, verses 26 to 30, Mark chapter 14, verses 22 to 26, and Luke chapter 22, verses 17 to 20. Now, since from Acts chapter 3, verses 20 to 21, we learn that heaven must receive Jesus Christ until the times of restitution of all things, which God had spoken by the mouth of all his holy prophets. This Melchizedek ordinance of communion with bread and wine was accordingly restored by Jesus Christ himself. Moreover, consequential upon the above facts, every prophetic utterance concerning the New Testament church of Jesus Christ would have to be fulfilled before Jesus takes out his church, even his heavenly bride, after which he would return to this earth even on the Mount of Olives, to stop the battle of Armageddon, then to establish his earthly millennial kingdom thereafter. Now, in order to ensure the continuation and internationalization of the Melchizedek ordinance of communion with bread and wine, Jesus enlisted the services of the Apostle Paul, who documented the mode of and reason for its celebration in 1 Corinthians chapter 5, verses 6 to 8. 1 Corinthians chapter 10 verses 16 to 17 and 1 Corinthians chapter 11 verses 23 to 34 respectively. So as I come to a close, brethren, when we understand that this Melchizedek ordinance of communion with bread and wine commemorates the death of Christ, which enabled us to come into union with the Godhead and with each other, while it foreshadows our future participation in the celebration of the marriage supper of the Lamb, as we read in Revelation chapter 19, verses 79, the importance of this eighth Christ-related foundation of civilization needs no further commendation. Moreover, when we understand that what the Passover was to the Israelites, is what this Melchizedek ordinance of communion with bread and wine is to the church of Jesus Christ. We will do well to celebrate same as often as possible, as is commanded in 1 Corinthians chapter 11, verse 25. In addition, when we remember that when Hezekiah celebrated the Passover feast many, many years after it was first given, God hearkened unto Hezekiah's prayer and healed the people. We know that if we would but discern the Lord's body, many healings can be realized when we celebrate the Lord's Supper. So, read 2 Chronicles chapter 30, verse 17 to 20 for confirmation that this position is doctrinally sung. And 1 Corinthians chapter 11, verses 30 to 32 inferably confirms the same. So as I close, from the information shared today, therefore, we know that this eighth Christ-related foundation of civilization 
which is celebrated by partaking of communion with bread and wine, has been firmly relayed in the gospel of the kingdom of God and should be celebrated as often as possible by the redeemed of the Lord. So that's the end of my segment today. I will be live next week, Monday again. Brethren, please spend time in the Word. Read your Bibles on a daily basis. Remember, Jesus Christ will be returning. So please prepare yourselves for his return. Jesus Christ loves you. I love you. Have a safe and productive week and have a good night, everyone.